Welcome to another episode of Topical with Michael Schaefer. My guest this week is the super funny, super, super interesting Dana Simpson. We have such a great chat. This is one of my favorite episodes. We talk a lot about the upcoming Indigenous Voice to Parliament referendum. We get Dane's thoughts on that and the wording in that. We also have a great chat about the history of Indigenous people in Australia and the fact that Dane's own family were victims of segregation themselves. Incredible chat. Really recommend you uh, checking out the whole episode. We also even talk about uh, the boundaries of comedy at the end of the show. Before we get into all that, I've got a YouTube special. Feel free to go check that out. I'm really, really proud of it. I hope you like it too. I've got live shows in Melbourne until the 23rd of April. Then I'm at the Sydney Comedy Festival uh, on the 4th and 5th of May. Darwin on the 13th of May. Brisbane Comedy Festival, 25th to 28th of May. Gold Coast on the 3rd of June. And then I'll be in London on the 27th of July and at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in August. Head to my website, michaelshafer.com for the details. Also, make sure to go check out uh, Dane Simpson on his socials as well and go see his live shows in Melbourne and all around the country too. But now with all that out of the way, let's do the best intro music in the business. And when we're back, it'll be me chatting with the very funny Dane Simpson. Dane Simpson, what a treat it is to have you on the pod. A, tr- a cheeky little treat. It's a treat. Um, you're in town, obviously, for the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Yep. You're killing it. It's great. You're on the gala. It's all happening. <laughs> that, that was incredible. But most importantly, uh, you've got the best show name and poster combination. <laughs> At this festival, I might posit any festival ever. Yep. Do you want to just in, tell us, uh, uh, tell our dear listeners, what's the name of your show this year? Uh, this year, the show is called Always Was, Always Will Be Funny. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me laugh every single time. It's uh, yeah, good. It's great. Beautiful. It's such a great show title. Yeah, obviously you're indigenous, so that's a bit great. I'd love if you were indigenous and you're yeah. like, no, I'm just taking I'm just it. Taking Can it. I take it next year? Can it's I use? <laughs> <laughs> always was, always will be Jewish. Can <laughs> you, I make that my title you next year? You want to terranullius my title? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see anyone else using it, so uh, I'm just going to take it. <laughs> You were saying, so your show is at um, 6pm, 6.15, or, is that correct? 6pm, yep. So it's an early-ish start for comedy. I think yeah. most people, when they see comedy, it's you know late in the evening, usually yeah. 9, 10pm perhaps, sometimes a late night show like 11pm. Yep. You're on early in the evening, so I guess people haven't had a drink or two yet. Y- yeah, so they're in their first pint. They're so bringing they're lo- it in. They're, like, they're halfway through their first pint. Yep. You go on stage, and you hit some pretty heavy stuff in your show. Yeah. What's what's the vibe like in the room when you're... You've got a bit about Australia Day, you're saying. Yep. And what what's what's what does that entail, if you're happy to talk about on the pod? Yeah, so obviously my views on Australia Day... Um Keep it as is, I reckon. That's that's yeah, that's yeah. obviously what you're about it's to great. say. It's yeah, fantastic. It's people, Nothing wrong with it. People <laughs> what is everyone complaining about? <laughs> um, always was, always will be Jan 26. And just really fun. <laughs> just a fun day. Um, it's. I do go into like the origins of it. So the origins of Australia, the the, the time that um the Australian well, it was more the state government of New South Wales 
first celebrated at Australia Day. Um, this was like not that long ago, January. Like that was like 30 years ago, is that correct? No, we, we were... Um, so the state government, that was the first national one, but the state government was oh. doing it in 1938. They were celebrating 150 years. And it quite literally says in a documentary... Uh, 150 years of this nameless country that was uh, that had savages, and you're like, oh my god! Wait, wait, that's what the state government said in 1938. Yeah, got, yeah there's a there's a documentary um, called Lousy Little Sixpence that that I show just little snippets of in the show. Yeah, that's a heavy, Jesus, heavy topic. And then so they did a and celebration. it's 6:15. <laughs> <at>, yeah. <laughs> To be honest, though, I mean, uh, anyone who's seen your comedy before knows you're going like, to talk about that stuff. Yeah. So they shouldn't be surprised. Yeah. But, I, I, but I do feel like 6.15, they've gone straight from, you know, we were discussing this before the podcast, like they probably just come from work. Yep. You know, so they've just been looking at a spreadsheet. Yeah. And now they're like being, they're finding out about this brutal, awful part of Australian <laughs> history. They're like, ah, shit. We've come to relax and have a laugh. Let's see good old Dane Simpson now, mate. <laughs> But it's a great thing to talk about, obviously, on stage. It do you is. feel like it, do you feel like it's a surprise to people in the audience when you? Because I mean, when you say that to me, that that shocks me. Yeah. I mean, I'm, oh, does it shock me? Actually, does it shock me? Nineteen thirty-eight probably doesn't shock me. Yeah. It's very upsetting. Yeah. So, how, but how does the audience react to that? Yeah, I, absolutely. People are just like, oh my god, and because it's true, like it's it's happening, and we can see evidence of it. There's a there's a video of them physically doing it. They they filmed it. Um, all of the things that they did. So it's pretty full on, like it's a full on sort of time. Um, and then the other heavy topic that I talk about, and this is probably like another very, I can't believe it's true, mm. um, but the propaganda that they had about Aboriginal people in 1938. And going by the year, I reckon you could probably... Pick. 1938, by the way, not a great time for my people either. Well, you know, there was. I'm just saying, we, we were both going through some shit at that time, and that's exactly <laughs> what happened. Oh wait, so are you saying that like some of the propaganda was like borrowed from like the Nazis? So they uh, Aboriginal people were starting to get like we were like protesting and stuff, and it was getting momentum. So, and Australians were like, yeah, no, you know what? They should be classed Sorry, as people. Can, can I ask? So this the Aboriginal people were protesting in 1938 yep. to be reclassified as like people in human the beings. Cons- yeah, because until then they were flora and fauna in the constitution, correct? And up until 67. Yes, and that's when they were given the right to vote. Yeah. Right, I understand. And, and classed as people. Yeah. So, 1938, people were trying to... like The Aboriginal people were protesting and stuff. And because of the momentum, there was some propaganda that was put out to help... Well, to more fight against Aboriginal people. Yeah. And I show some of that. There's some of that from the documentary as well. That sounds awful, but also fascinating. It's so like... If you don't cry you're laughing at this or right, the yeah. other way around um yeah. you genuinely and just seeing them talk about oh they've um people didn't know but they've organized a pleasure cruise but it was organized by the government of germany to go to adelaide and then to help to to get aboriginal people on board to help them fight against australians in the war i don't think i don't think aboriginal people fit into the aryan nation at all. Wait, so there was propaganda put out yep. that the Indigenous Australians yeah. were being enlisted by the Nazi Germans yeah. to fight against Australia. R- right? Really? Yeah. I mean, that's an 
unexpected alliance. It's like, <laughs> like it's Hitler did some controversial things. <laughs> I, I mean, that's why I'm always fascinated by just. That's why I'm fascinated by Kanye West's admiration for yep. Hitler that he's expressed in the last couple of months. Maybe he's off his meds, perhaps. Maybe it's just that. But yeah. but to come out and be like, I love Hitler, he's great. I'm like, dude, I don't think he'd be a fan of yours. Do you I know what I mean? So, <laughs> so it, it's crazy to think that that part of the propaganda was, I guess, that, that similar idea that what Indigenous Australians were being embraced by Nazis. Yeah. That's cr- such a crazy thing to believe. Could, and, and yeah, I 100%, if a team... Like a platoon of Aboriginal people rocked up in Germany, like we're, we're ready. <laughs> we're ready to roll. I'm pretty sure <laughs> the Nazis would be like, mm, no, you're not with us. <laughs> yeah, that's not really what we're looking for that's at this <laughs> stage. Um. Blonde hair, blue eyes <laughs> is just a very far cry from a, a desert. Aboriginal person because yeah. we're talking like the Northern Territory. People. Yeah, no, you're right. Not not very Aryan. I That's, think no, that Aryan nation is opposite. <laughs> Imagining them turning up and being like, "Hey, also some of us are Jewish. You're gonna That's love that." <laughs> you're like, "That is the exact opposite of what we're looking for right now, guys." <laughs> So that was part of the propaganda. That's Pro- that's a b- insane piece of propaganda. Insane. And so to have that, uh, to be watching it, so I was watching it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to put this in the show. Like this is, it's not. It is funny to me. Can I ask how did you stumble across it? Are you just, oh, Saturday night, let's see, pop on SBS, <laughs> let's see what they're showing. <laughs> it's not too far off. Because um, <laughs> SBS does have that. You, SBS yep. used to have like the late night movies where you tune in after 10 p.m. on a Friday and you'd be like, this is a chance for me to see tits and some yeah. French subtitles. 100%. Let's get stuck into it. But now it's, yeah, they're, now they're showing a lot of those history docos. Yeah. And you get is trapped. Is that where you stumble across it? You get trapped into it either way. <laughs> yeah. <That's, laughs> I came here for the tits and now I'm learning about genocide. I've got to say, they've got me. They've absolutely Great got Saturday me. Night. <laughs> but uh yeah I, I do i'm really interested in a lot of this stuff and my mum is a, a academic so mum um talked to me a lot about some documentaries that are really cool to watch and stuff and i love finding out about like the the plight of aboriginal people like in in recent history you mm. know like because my dad taught me a lot about my traditional culture but it's cool to know um, yeah, that, what what was going on in particularly in 1967? Mum and dad grew up in. Um, so my mum, both mum and dad are Aboriginal. Um, my mum was born on the river with like dirt floors, and same was my dad. Um, wow. In in Walgan, um on Monkila Bend, uh, and dad's family was the first Aboriginal family allowed to live in the city of um, Lightning Ridge years ago like decades ago but that's that's my dad that's crazy that he experienced segregation specifically himself so and do you know what year it was that he was permitted to move into the town no i wouldn't know but i reckon that we would have to be talking like the 60s wow so it's like so recent so recent it's also i mean people talk it's it's similar to the experience of slavery in america because a lot of people in america are like oh, that was so long ago, you know, just move on or whatever. Yeah. And then you're like, this literally happened like, like this was like, like people's grandparents remember, you know, being, remember slavery. And they, and of course they remember being told, hey, these are your drinking fountains, you know. A a generation ago, uh, two generations ago, tops. Like it's, mm. if these people can remember it, then there's also people that made those laws or were complicit with the laws that are still in government today. Yeah, I so mean that's 
terrifying to think about, hey? Absolutely. Like, that's crazy for me. And I, I just think that it's good, it's good knowledge to know. Like, if you, you need to know. Like, I suppose, same with you. Like, you, you know more about, like, um, I'm, I'm assuming of the, the Jewish plight. So, you know that there's more than just a guy called Hitler that did some <laughs> horrible things. Like yeah, you, yeah. You know the in-depth... Yeah, I mean, there was Jesus as well. Fuck that guy. I mean, I mean, we, we'll be talking about this on the podcast for over Easter over the next few days. So uh, let's strap in. <laughs> no, of course. Like, I mean, I'm fa- I find it interesting that you're, you know, we, I think we have that really in common. We're both fascinated by the recent history of our people because, mm. I mean, I don't want to compare persecutions, but we've both been persecuted, yeah, yeah. you know, and both, I think both people have experienced genocides, you yeah. know, so... I, I'm so fascinated by my family's own history. My grandparents were Holocaust survivors. so Really? Yeah, so people are shocked to hear that. So I'm shocked to hear. That's interesting. I'm really shocked to hear that your dad experienced segregation in his life. Yep. And you're shocked to hear that my grandfather, Sam Weitzman, was in Auschwitz for a period. In Auschwitz? Yeah. Like the, the, the famous one. The famous one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, I, I mean, uh, I was chatting about it with my family somewhat recently. He he, did, he was moved around quite a bit yep. um, between the labour camps because they kind of moved the Jews around depending on where they were required and he was in forced labour. Yep. Um, so, yeah, he spent some time in Auschwitz. And purely because he was Jewish. Yes. That's, there, there's no, like... Yeah, because Hitler started off with people with disabilities and then moved into a range of other things, trying yeah. to trying to fix the economy or whatever. Yeah, and then it and then just nutbag like that's already nutbag crazy. Yeah, but then amped it eleven. Yeah, well, I mean, he kind of always he kind of already hated the Jews like really yeah. early on, like well before he was in power. Like if you read Mein Kampf, great read, five stars, highly <laughs> recommend it. Five yellow stars for Mein Kampf. I, but, I just I just got back from India and there was a bookstore. And um, just at one of the at, at the airport, mm. and they were selling it. Mein Kampf. Yeah. Wow. And it was crazy to see that because that's illegal in Australia. Surely you can't buy that here. Oh, I, I mean, I wonder if it is illegal because I look. I think like the book shouldn't be like banned. Yeah. In the sense that it's like a historical book. I think it has like historical value. I have seen it in a bookstore before, actually. And okay. I used to have a bit about it actually because I went up to the guy working. I was like, "Hey, you know, you got like Mind Kampf." It was in like the diet section of the bookstore. You know, like yep. I think it's in the wrong spot. And uh, the guy picked up the book and was like, oh, "He didn't know what Mind Kampf was, so he's just looking around like, where do I pop this?" Yep. So he ends up putting it in the um, DIY section. Oh no! And I'm like, no, well, oh, no. that's that's not oh. it. That's not the message oh, we no. want to send to our <laughs> readers. <laughs> <laughs> But you saw it in India. It was being sold there. Just a, just in a normal bookstore. Yeah, fascinating. At an airport as well. At an airport? And it was like, the you know, like a glass what? wall. <laughs> That's the crazy thing about that, if you ask me. <laughs> Who's been like, oh, we're going to be flying into uh, Frankfurt today. Oh, what can I have a read of uh, today? Because it actually isn't banned in Germany. So you wouldn't really want to be buying it at the airport if you're flying into Germany. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes sense. Because yeah. there's, there's a lot of that banning of all of the... Propaganda and and the symbols and moving moving away from that and becoming um, yeah that's that's awesome. I what like I find German. and what I find fascinating and this is just interesting going back to the Australian experience is that in Germany they are so um, uh, committed to yep. dealing with their history and remembering what happened. If you go to like Berlin, for example. And I've been to Berlin and Munich. If you go to Berlin, firstly, huge Holocaust museum there. That's yeah. really incredible to check out if you're Absolutely. there. But also just like the whole city is just full of memorials. Like literally like there's yeah. 
a part of the city where you, there's a chair, that's a statue of a chair turned over on the street. Yep. And people think it's like a legitimate chair and they try to stand it up and, or pick it up, but it's yep. stuck to the ground. And it's meant to be this beautiful symbol of what it was like when the Nazis raided. Like you'd always have like a chair kicked over in the corner. Yeah. And it, but it's just that kind of stuff is everywhere. Absolutely. My point is they're so good at remembering and dealing with their history and teaching it. Yep. Uh, in Australia, I don't think that's the case. It's, it's more of a, the yeah, the symbol would be a rug with everything swept under <laughs> it. <laughs> I mean, that's brutal and funny and I think really accurate, isn't it? Because yeah. I, I just know from my schooling experience, so I did go to a Jewish school, so there's obviously going to be more of an emphasis on Jewish history and stuff, so I accept that. But, God, we didn't learn much about Indigenous history. No. I remember we watched Rabbit Proof Fence yeah. once in year eight and we had no context of what the movie was even about. <laughs> so we're like, Where's, where, why is, there's not much of the fence in this movie. I mean, we were expecting more fence time. So, we also watched Ghostbusters, so I don't know what to think. <laughs> now, this is what we're talking about. The terrible we? haunting of New York in the 80s. <laughs> I can't believe I have all this footage. This is amazing. <laughs> it looks so well produced. <laughs> yeah, both great documentaries. But, <laughs> but yeah, I found that fascinating. So what, what school did you... I mean, I know you're obviously you're Indigenous, so I imagine... But I don't know, Did you? were you taught about Indigenous history at your school? Uh, sort of. Um, similar to... I, I think that we, we learnt more about the Americans. So Dances with Wolves was obviously a movie we watched and then did a paper on. You know? Okay, Whereas, so you, folk, you talked about American history. Yeah, we, we talked about American history way more than we did Australian history when wow. I went to school, which is crazy. We knew more about like yeah the Sioux and the um, those types of well, I think we called them tribes back then, but we we loaded to sort of learn them as being countries or whatever, um, the Apache and all that type of stuff. Yeah, um, and Colonel Muster. And some of the the horrible sort of atrocities that were happening. Oh right. Um, but yeah, Australian. And the only reason why I do know a lot about because because again, mum is an academic. So mum went on to. Um, so she's an academic. What is she an academic in? She in, ooh, uh, Aboriginal education or maybe education. Yeah. Uh, and then she specified in Aboriginal education that she became like a senior lecturer, B something. Yeah. Um. Mum was denied to go to school. So when she was a kid, they maybe uh, nine years old, I think they, they kicked her out of school for being Aboriginal. It was Shit. it was one of those things where it was um, up to 72, I think it was. It was up to the principal's discretion whether Aboriginal people could go to school or not. And this family moved into somewhere in Queensland in Bundaberg maybe and they um, went, I don't want my kid going to school with Aboriginal people. So they kicked mum and her siblings out. And then mum later went back to school because she loved it. She mm. loved going to school. So she went back to school later in her life, got a high school certificate and then went to uni um, to become a teacher because she believed that anyone who wants education should be allowed to have yeah. it. Anyone wants access to it. And she'll never let somebody not learn whatever they want to learn. So yeah. um, became a teacher and then she became a lecturer to teach teachers to become isn't that the ultimate fuck you to that principle yeah (laughs) oh you don't want me at your school i'm gonna become a goddamn academic you piece of shit you yeah 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 um and yeah absolutely and that's what she's like she's always done that when me and my brother kurt were um playing footy playing rugby league uh and then these guys were on the on the sidelines you know dads um and this is the 90s and they're the 
just mums like, you tackle around the legs, blah, blah, or whatever. And then mm. these blokes will be like, what do you know? You're just a woman. And then so then mum's like clocking that and going, all right. And then studied how to become an NRL coach. <laughs> 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 and then got a certificate. I love the level of, um, uh, is it spite? I don't know what it is, yeah, oh, but yeah. it's just... That the fuel that that gives her, I, I love that. But through education yeah. as well, wouldn't doesn't do it as in like I could tackle you. She's like, actually, I've got way more knowledge yeah, than yeah, that yeah. you will ever. I have. will destroy you intellectually. Yeah, that's yeah. what I will do. <laughs> <laughs> that's the ultimate revenge. That's, and that's that's her a hundred percent. Yeah, wow. All the time. Um, yeah, so such a such a really cool person, but always think, and that's hard to live in that household. Yeah, of right. somebody that can destroy you intellectually. Yeah, interesting. That's really full on. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather live with dad who's an idiot. <laughs> your dad does feature a lot on your show. He seems he to give you a lot of material. He's so stupid and funny. <laughs> He's just so dumb and it's so good. Um, yeah, just his ideas of the world. And he's living in Walgett. Well, he's got two houses. He's got a house in Wagga Wagga as well. Mm. Um, but just his ideas when he comes to Melbourne and he just has thoughts <laughs> and I think they're great and I love sharing them with what Melbourne people. Yeah. Even just uh, getting a simple coffee and the guy, the barista was going, oh, would you like me to talk to you about the coffee bean? <laughs> and my dad goes... <laughs> I don't, I don't care where the coffee's been. And I'm losing my mind laughing. Like, that's... <laughs> and this guy with, like, you know, a moustache and a neck tattoo was like, this is my entire identity yeah, that you're just absolutely <laughs> destroying. <laughs> my entire personality is based upon the fact that these are single origin Venezuelan coffee beans <laughs> that I chose to import myself. Your dad's like, I don't give a fuck. I'll just have... A latte, whatever. Just make me a cappuccino, mate. I don't care where you've been. <laughs> and, and just <laughs> no, I said, oh no, <laughs> it's just so silly. Um, and yeah, that this this man, he's just a he's genuinely silly and fun. Like he always wants everyone to have a really good time. So you just never know when he's actually putting on a bit or when he's for realsies. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, I you. Just being silly, or are you being? Is this you for real? And he's just always ends it with. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> you like, can kind of get away with anything if you do a cackle at the end of it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, you brought up the um sixty-seven re- referendum earlier yep. in our chat, which I think is a very timely thing to bring up, just because we've got. Uh, the voice to parliament being voted on yeah. probably sometime at the end of this year. And uh, it's topical in the sense that they've recently put out the um, the text for the question yep. that's going to be uh, in the in the constitution, or it's going to be in the referendum that could then be put in the constitution. Very keen to get your thoughts on the voice yep. to parliament because I know that not every Indigenous person agrees on whether or not it's a good idea or not. Yeah. Can I get your your thoughts on it? Um. I I reckon most blackfellas like it. Yeah. Like I surely. Yeah. Um, also, it just seems so normal. Like it just seems like a normal. It. I feel like it's a very good propaganda on the other side to go. Mm, we're questioning it. It's a, it's it's on the name. Voice to Parliament gives a Aboriginal people a voice to the Parliament. Mm. It's straightforward. In decisions that affect Aboriginal people. Like, yeah. They're not going to be like, oh, should we go to war on China? Well, the voice to parliament. <laughs> what does Dan Simpson think? <laughs> <we're gonna laughs> What's Ernie Dingo doing? 
we've got to get his opinion on this. He's been there. I really hope Ernie says no because we do not stand a chance against China. (laughs) He's been there on getaway, so I think he's got some insight. Let's send him over. He can be the ambassador. <laughs> he can he can smooth this over. Like it's not that it's it's just a, it's straightforward. And we've had so many policies in the past, obviously, that have affected Aboriginal people that have been horrible. Stolen generation, obviously, being one of the big key ones in that, mm. where that that was brought in by the Aboriginal Protection Board to help Aboriginal people. Yeah, and that was the Australian government doing that. Mm. So I reckon. Just, and this could be controversial, but if they consulted with an Aboriginal person back then, <laughs> I reckon that wouldn't have been pushed through. You reckon they might have thought about they, it again? They might have went back on it and just went, oh yeah, let's go back to the drawing board on this mm, one. I don't know, mate. That's a, that's a pretty controversial <laughs> thing to say. We'll have to cut that out of the podcast because I just think people are not going to go with that idea. That is crazy <laughs> to put out into the public. So, and and that, that type of, so that's all it is. It's just a straightforward... This is what we think mm. that we should be doing. I find it fascinating watching people who, who want to vote no, right? And yeah. and there's a, a no campaign. Yeah. I'm not sure how big it is. I don't think it's as big as they pretend to be on Twitter, for example. No, but um, in the I've same way, this. in the same way, you know, when people were like vote no to same, it has a very similar, by the way, vibe to the vote no campaign oh. on same sex marriage from a few years ago. It yeah. just feels like the same. It's like I feel I'm getting deja vu again. One hundred percent. That just feels to be the same language being used. Yeah, and the same. Like they've just gone brush off those. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, brushes. yeah. Just get rid of the the gay colours and just put the Aboriginal flag and be <laughs> like, no. Back out again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're not gonna. I mean, they lost the first time. Like you're not. They're doing yeah. the same thing again for this for this vote as well. Yeah, using using that same campaign. That yeah. Sense. Yeah. But like I, it's okay to vote no. What the fuck are you talking about? That didn't work five years ago. Yeah. I also I th- here's what I think too is that <laughs> when <laughs> we're going hey so we just want Aboriginal people just want to have a voice to Parliament they've mm. already got one but yeah. they just this will be that the government has to consult with Aboriginal people yeah. whenever this enshrines it in con- the Constitution in the event that Indigenous people down the track might be voted out of Parliament for yeah. whatever reason and and we we have to consult them yeah and there's there's no campaign that's like we need more information. No, you don't. That's pretty straightforward. <laughs> Do you know? So, I mean, so I completely agree with everything you're saying now. Now, but for the sake of an interesting discussion and podcast, I might push back on a few ideas yep. just because I think it's boring when two people on a podcast just completely agree, agree with each other, right? Yeah, yeah. So, this is a discussion I've had with a couple of my friends who are who work, who like understand the law, right? And we, we've all been to law school and we kind of oh. studied the constitution, that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. You're, I think now, you're, this is this is you drawing your lawyer card. This is me doing the lawyer shit, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, sorry. For being the fucking the Jew with the law degree. I'm I really forgot. sorry, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a fucking stereotype. I, I love it. it. I love all of it. Uh, this is, this sorry, I'm just going to go get a handful of witchetty grubs. <laughs> Those better be kosher, mate. Those better be kosher. You're not bringing them into my house if they're not kosher. Well, so this, first I will say this. Let me just preface all this by saying I think the majority of people who want to vote no and who are running this no campaign are basically racist or like yeah. if they're not racist they definitely just want to keep the status quo because the status quo keeps white people in positions of decision making power right I, 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 and just a just a little asterisk here mm. I lo- they are racist and it's <laughs> <laughs> I 
cannot stress that enough. <laughs> well, I use just because the term racist is thrown around all the time. So yeah. I think that you have to be specific about what exactly is the it's, racism here. Yeah. I think it's like, okay, well, we just don't want Indigenous people to have more influence in politics, yeah. which I think is racist. It's And that's that's purely it. Yeah. Um, that's what it really boils down to. But I, there's... Um, there's a lot of racists out there mm. that do and say a lot of racist stuff, mm. but then they're like, oh, no, but I don't specifically say that I hate a particular race mm. and that's what's racist. And like, no, no, oh, because no. they hate all races equally. Is that their argument? Well, that, that type of thing, but they, they have to... They're like, I'm not racist, and then they go on to say really heavy racist stuff. Yeah. But then they're like, I'm not because I've said that I'm I've not. I've said that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also don't say that I hate... The, 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 uh, the a particular race I don't yeah. say that I hate You don't have to say hate to be racist Yeah, you, yeah. Can, you can feel it in yeah. your heart <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> That's a good point to make So, uh, But I will say this about yeah. So I think a lot of these people are just racist And, they just, and, and they're saying, oh, we need more information And it's like, you just, you're going to vote no No matter what yeah. information is given to you But this is the actual real discussion That if, if people want to have a real discussion about this This is the real discussion about it Which is that it says that there will be uh, a voice to parliament and that indig- a body um, that's elected or represents Indigenous people has to be consulted about particular decisions, right? Yeah. And everyone and people who have arguably a legitimate concern are saying, well, that's very vague, which means that like every time the government does anything, that does it, doesn't that technically affect Indigenous people because they were going to hear first the whole fucking oh, land. Yeah. So my my friend of mine who's a lawyer and he's a smart guy, he was like saying, well, what if you know one day the government wants to remove a level crossing? and doesn't consult the Indigenous community about that and should have consulted the Indigenous community because it's technically their traditional land, for example, isn't that going to create, you know, potential issues down the track? Yeah. My thinking is, like, this is how the law works. You make a law, you put it in the Constitution, and then when shit goes down, you go to the High Court and you go, hey, guys, we pay you lots of money to sit up there in your robes and to let you know a pedophile like George Pell off every couple of years. Yep. Um, can you just deal with this constitutional issue? So when people say, "Oh, there's not enough," you know, I'm kind of rebutting my own my own point here now. But yeah, when, yeah, pe- yeah. when people say it's too vague or whatever, well, that's why we have a fucking whole other branch of government called these seven white guys on the High Court, yep. who are enlisted, entrusted to like make these decisions, you know, for us. So. I get it's not the perfect system, but like we have a system for resolving this shit. And uh, like you could go forever yeah. if, you, if you need to be specific. But I, you know what I find it to be? It's that high school kid that goes, sit down. Well, technically my bum's on the seat. <laughs> so, and they're just walking around holding the chair <laughs> yeah, yeah. and like still just like being an idiot in class. Right. I still, they're I just trolling. It, they're they're trolling. just trolling. Yeah. It's, it's all it is. It's purely, and they're just waiting for you to say some kind of language that they can trip you up on. Yeah. 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 And then they're like, finally, they're not entering into the discussion in good faith, I guess is my point. Yeah. I think I, I genuinely think in, in general, in the, in the purpose of, and the people who do bring this up is in like, it's too vague a language. Mm. Sorry, do you do you have a law degree? Do you have no no? I just yeah. I just got some opinions. <laughs> it's never somebody. It's like, have you read it yet? No, but I'm just uh, going off something that I heard on Twitter. Getting the vibe from Pauline that yeah. we don't like it. <laughs> well, if it's bad enough for Pauline, it's bad enough for me. That's what I say. It's just yeah, I that's what I, I sort of saw. It's 
it's pretty straightforward to me. I find it fascinating that so politically, so obviously Labor has brought it in and they're proposing it, and then you've got uh, the Nationals who oppose it. Yep, doesn't surprise me because they're. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) Doesn't surprise me that these guys oppose it. They they hate any real change. Let's be honest. Yeah. What I find fascinating though is the the Liberals who are now obviously fronted by Peter Dutton. I like going to oppose it basically, you know, yeah. and I find it interesting because they are fading so quickly into being irrelevant. Yeah, you crazy. Know? So then the only government in Australia that's left that is liberal is in Tassie. Yep. yep. So the federal's Labor and now that um, Perrottet lost the election, all of the mainland Australia is Labor too. So the Liberal Party is in dire straits. Like yeah. they, they, they're getting smashed in all the elections. You know, I, I'm, I'm blaming these big things on that. You're blaming I'm like blaming these cultural... These big, uh, the, the voice, yes. abortions... Same-sex marriage, climate change. All of that. All of these, cult, these like, you know, um, you know, culture war issues. Yeah. They're always on the wrong side. They're losing them. They're always on the minority side. Yeah. And I just want to... I, I don't know who's advising Peter Dutton. I don't know. But you'd love to grab him by his bald, skinny, skin, <laughs> flaccid head yep. and just be like, can't, like, just, you don't have to oppose everything. Yeah. In fact, it might be better for you if you just say, yeah, we think this is a good idea and we support it, just so you don't get fucking pummeled again in the next election yeah. when people use this again against you in a couple of years' time. He's, I just think it's politically stupid as well. Man, he's, I don't know how he's still alive. He's the red T-shirt guy from Star Trek. He keeps <laughs> getting killed. Like Every time they go on a mission, he just keeps getting shot. And it's just like, holy shit, mm. dude, when are you going to be... When are the people just going to go, nah, you're not good at picking the right horse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you... The, yeah, I, I don't know, but maybe he just does. He represents, obviously, that these people views. He represents these people who are like so, so fringe now. And I think in such a minority. Like, you, I love watching Sky News because I, I get a lot of material from I, watching it. Yeah. Like, I literally have it on just constantly. Like, when, when I'm at a place and it's on, I'll watch it because it's, <laughs> it's, it's fun. It's, it's got some opinions. <laughs> I love what I love about Sky News is that all of their shows are, um, you know, marketed in the same way. Yep. So they're always like, it's Andrew Ball at 6 p.m., unfiltered, unapologetic. <laughs> and it's like, you should filter. Yeah. You should apologize. <laughs> like, I, there's I a reason why we have filters. Do you know what a filter does? It stops all the shit from coming through. Do you know why we have like filtered water? It stops all the fucking poison <laughs> from going into your fucking body. Start filtering the things you're saying. <laughs> we need a filter. Filter. Unapologetic. Uncolored, Un- <laughs> <laughs> unlikable. <laughs> like, it's it's and so I watch it a lot because and, and they push this you know narrative and this ideology and they must live in a bubble where they yeah. think this is what everyone believes and then you look at the numbers they're polling on TV yeah. and it's like dude I'm getting more sh- more hits on my fucking TikTok videos than you're getting nationally in prime time you know video yeah. in prime time you know. At 7 p.m. on a Wednesday, it just it's just crazy to me that the Liberal Party uh, is still kind of like looking to Sky News as you know what they should be bringing yeah. forward as policies when Sky News represents about maybe the opinions of four people inside a very small studio. It's, and that's falling apart because the Americans um, only just recently how the the guy from there Sky News was like, 
I hate Donald Trump. Like he was messaging, texting. Oh, yeah. So the Tucker Carlson, yeah, who's yeah. like their big right wing pundit on Fox News. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, well, they're, they're being now, they're being sued by, this is a fascinating story. They're yeah. being sued by Dominion, which is the voting machine company. They ran a lot of the um, voting, used all their voting machines during the last election. And of course, Fox News went on TV and was basically saying that these machines were compromised. Yeah. And. Uh, Dominion is now suing Fox News for defamation and saying, uh, no, they weren't compromised. They were working perfectly. There was no voter fraud at all in any of our machines. And all of the, in the investigations, in the, in the discovery process, um, all of these private text messages have now come out between the Fox News anchors where they are all saying to each other, yeah, we know that this the claim is bullshit. We know that oh. all this election denialism is bullshit. We know that there's no real evidence that these machines were malfunctioning. Yeah. But we need to press push this narrative to our audience because it's keeping people watching. Yeah. Which is fascinating. I, I, I listened to a great podcast by the New York Times called The Daily where they unpack this really beautifully. I highly recommend checking it out. But yeah, I guess my point is that, you know, your Fox News and Sky News, which is the baby brother here, they're both just like these. These they're, they're pushing these ideologies that yep. often they know are false, and particularly in Australia, like do not represent the views of many, many people at all. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. It's so crazy to me that there's news that can just be like not. And then um, at, the, at the at the zoo, there was a tiger, and it, <laughs> it got out, and started eating people. <laughs> It is crazy when you look at the news and it's like Donald Trump arrests for paying off a porn star. Like, here's a dog surfing. Isn't that pretty yeah, cool? Yeah. <laughs> but it's all, and then the tiger, and you find out later that the tiger didn't get out. Oh, yeah. It's just somebody's cat. <laughs> They've seen a reward sign for it one but day. But if we call it a tiger, people will want to know more. Yeah, people will watch. It just blows my mind that they can just lie. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's such a weird thing for me. Because obviously growing up, old Ray Martin... He was, uh, you would trust that man with your goddamn life. Yeah, spitting some truth bombs. If that man said you get the vaccine, you get the goddamn vaccine. That's, that's, that's it. <laughs> that's so true. We have lost complete faith in our institutions, in our media. Yeah. And I wonder if it's because we don't have those Ray Martin figures kind of anymore. Yeah. Those just like heads of journalism, those captains of journalism yep. who you'd go, that guy would never lie to me. Unfiltered. <laughs> 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 Bring him back. Bring Unapologetic. Back. Actually, I feel like Ray Martin is probably he's probably an old man right now. I actually don't want to hear him unfiltered right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I find it really crazy too, and especially yeah, it is a generational thing because there's a lot of and it, you would know in in comedy where people are like, you can't say shit anymore. Mm. Um, God, I hate that. Oh, dude, the people who say that are very very bad comedians. Oh, one hundred percent. You know, people are like you can't say shit anymore. Are you serious? Like I've seen some of the most awful shit said on stage yeah. and it was very very funny because it was a skilled comedian who was telling the jokes yes. and then like this is i won't name names or anything or the club but this was like maybe a year or two ago working at a club you know this um older comic comes yeah. backstage to the green room he's just just eating a fucking dick out there like he was just ate shit the entire time right yeah. couldn't get a laugh yeah i'm listening to the material i'm like yeah this is not these are not good jokes you know, transphobic material, whatever, comes backstage and he's like, oh, God, you can't say anything anymore. All these audiences are so sensitive. No, no. you're bad at comedy. That's yeah. what happens. Like comedy, you know, comedy always has to evolve and always has to change if you want to stay relevant. Exactly. The jokes that worked 10 years ago, the jokes that worked three years ago probably don't work anymore. Yep. You've got to be writing you and writing you and writing you to stay updated. And this guy's doing jokes from the fucking 90s and he's yep. like, geez, 
commit audiences are sensitive now. Like, you're just bad at comedy. You yep. didn't write a new joke. And I, like, um, I, this is controversially standing up for, but he sort of he did say the right thing. So, Jim Jeffries was doing that bit where he was like talking about ten years ago he could get away with. He was walking the line, mm. and you could get away with this. And yeah. then the goalpost moves, and then so now he's like, but people are picking him up for stuff that he was doing ten years ago. Yeah. But I'm I'm agreeing with the other side of that is that he's moved. They have moved the goalposts, and we now work towards that goalpost. Yeah, 100%. So you don't do those jokes anymore. 100%. And he doesn't do those jokes anymore. He just he does these new ones. The problem is that people say, well, you should have known 10 years ago this was yeah. wrong, which is bullshit because if you tell a joke and you're working it around different clubs and different cities and different audiences and it's working, that means you can tell that joke because... Yeah. People, if it's a if it's a really offensive, awful joke, yeah. eventually that's going to become apparent to you because eventually yeah. you're going to get up in front of a crowd of people who are not your audience, and they'll tell you you can't do this they'll joke. Let you know yeah. exactly. So if he's doing this, I mean, I presume he's a comedian who does do the work. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, you know, a lot of comedians they they go around. They're not just doing their own shows and playing to their own crowd. Yeah, they're dropping into clubs unannounced and they're working on their material, which means they are getting the public the public's view on their material at exactly. that time. Yeah. So if they're doing a joke in that time, that's presumably been basically, it's passed a lot of hurdles, yeah. you know, of that era, then it's probably, probably was fine. But uh, you're exactly right. It's unskilled. And I just, I failed to call them comedians anymore. Mm. Like you're not, you're not doing your job. Like if somebody got up um, and started like playing music with records mm. and was just like, and couldn't do anything with it. I'm not calling them a DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they might have that might have passed for a radio DJ in the 60s, 70s. Mm, you got to be better. But you've got to you've got to move with the times. I do think that like the um the skill that people expect of comedians now is so much higher than what it yeah. used to be. Yeah. Just because like the, just the the general level of skill of comedy now has become really really high probably the highest ever been yeah just because of the explosion of it on the internet we all have so much more access to it yeah. so now the expectation is you're you've got to be good and you can totally talk about any any topic like yeah. you can talk about transgender people you can talk about gay people you can talk about indigenous yep. people you can talk about anything you want i talk about the holocaust on stage you know what i mean yeah. like I talk about isis and abortion you can talk about absolutely you're talking about australia like yep. you can talk about absolutely anything you want you just gotta have a goddamn fucking good joke about just be, it be funny just be funny it's that's it's so <laughs> crazy running because I run the Riverina Comedy Club, and the it's where we started from scratch. There was no comedy club ever in Wagga Wagga before we started, mm. and then so we developed this scene, and all we get these people and involved in comedy, and constantly, and they they quote it con like everyone does because it's been six years now, mm. but whenever we get new comics in, and they're just like, oh, I'd like to talk about Anzac Day, can I do? That? And I'm like, I don't care what you talk about, yeah. Just be funny. Yeah. If you you don't get up there and just go, you have to listen to me for five minutes because I've got the mic. Yeah. I don't know. That's not. That's what I'm against. Yeah. It's be funny. Be anything. Just be funny. Yeah. I, I don't care. Hundred percent. Look, I will say this is that again, just to so we're not just completely agreeing with each other. I do think that there are some audiences. I find this particularly in Melbourne is that they do get tense yeah. when you bring up topics that are hard to talk about, like all the ones I just mentioned, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so what I'm finding a lot with audiences now, particularly in Melbourne, because it's probably like the most, you know, what I hate to use this word, but the most woke city yeah. in Australia, or just it people is. are really sensitive. It's the work capital of Australia. It's work. There's no white spot. It's, uh, <laughs> it's just a different vibe being here than in Perth. Do you just, know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> just every, every, if I could describe everyone in Melbourne, it's... 
They're all just working out. They're all just work. <laughs> but what I find uh, interesting about Melbourne crowds is that you sa- I'll say a joke that is quite uh, heavy, right? Yeah. And it's quite dark and whatever. And people will agree that it's funny. Yeah. yeah. But they're like, I don't want to laugh until someone else has laughed. Yeah. Because I don't want to get cancelled at a comedy show <laughs> for laughing at the wrong thing. Like Melbourne audiences think it's a trap. They're like, "Oh, I've walked in. This is a trap. I got to navigate the hell yeah. my way out of this show without losing my job." Like that's the way the Melbourne people approach comedy. Like other crowds are like, "Oh, we're here just to joke and it's fine. It's a safe yeah. space." They're like, "Oh no, no, no. I've I don't I don't want to laugh at the wrong thing in front of my boss yeah. because I don't want to have an awkward conversation with HR tomorrow." You are bang on exactly right. Mm. That is so, and it's so funny. It's, yeah. You can feel it Yeah, Because you could do that same Exact same gag Exact same setup Everything in Sydney Sydney More. is so much easier Yeah They lose their minds Yeah 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 Because what I find about Again this might be a bit too niche For our audiences under, like, Comparing different cities But like Melbourne is quite smart Like the people here are yeah. relative They've got a higher comedy IQ Yeah But so sensitive And so scared of laughing At the wrong thing yeah. Yeah. So they'll like Just kind of like Test the waters with a joke Whatever They need someone else To laugh first basically Yeah Sydney High comedy um, IQ Yeah And also Fun people who don't Give a shit about Laughing at the wrong thing So they will just laugh They don't have that they Unfiltered yeah. they, they don't care they, they just find it funny I suppose I think it was Daniel Malkinson Who I was speaking to about this Maybe it was someone else From Sydney Who was just like Look He basically said Look Sydney is like It's so much Life is so much Shitter there And people are so much Angrier there And more frustrated And pissed off Good. Just yep. getting to the Comedy venue Was made people pissed off yep. By the time they get there They don't give a fuck About any sensitivities I was just Fucking sitting in Peak hour traffic To get to this gig For 45 minutes Yeah I'm not I'm not wasting Any chance to laugh Okay I need this I found that I found that funny Yeah I'm laughing I will will commit to the laugh Yeah That's that's my take On Sydney people I could be wrong But I I think it's an Interesting uh, assessment Of them That's so funny Because if they turn They turn hard Oh they hate you And they turn as a collective (laughs) Yeah 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 Oh I'm not saying I don't bomb in Sydney I bomb in Sydney (laughs) Oh Shaspi bombing (laughs) Don't you worry about that (laughs) <laughs> but at least I kind of like Okay I know why that bombed You know Yeah 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 absolutely um, Yeah skilled comedians Know what's going on And and you learn your lesson Like yeah. you can You figure that out Obviously you, you know why you're bombed Let me back out there And I'll fix it Yeah Or just go and complain To the other comedians In the green room And yeah. they'll And they'll just nod And politely and say Yeah yeah no They're they're a tough crowd You can't say shit anymore <laughs> <laughs> Mate well that should be The name of your Sky News program You can't say shit anymore <laughs> That's Dane Simpson <laughs> You can't say anything anymore <laughs> Mate thanks so much For having coming on the pod What a great chat We've just oh, had I've really yeah. enjoyed it Dude um, absolutely Where can my audience They can follow you On the socials At Dane Simpson correct Yeah uh, Facebook I think it's The Dane Simpson Or yeah yeah, Dane Simpson comedy actually. Great. Uh, the Dane Simpson on Instagram and Twitter, um, but yeah, just Google. It's fine. Just Google. Dane You're going to also be in this great web series called Emu Wars. It's going to come out it's coming out later in this year on YouTube. So follow uh, Hot Dad Productions. Yeah, yeah. To check out Dane in that later this year. And uh, obviously, you're touring all over the country, as all, you always all do. All over the country so and Edinburgh uh, this year. So we just announced uh, that I'm going to be back over there. Outstanding. With my show, Didgeridoozy. Good. Oh, you're the king at naming shows. <laughs> the king. Always, was, always will be funny. Didgeridoozy. Oh, I can't wait to see what you come with next, mate. Aboriginal was my first. <laughs> Aboriginal. <laughs> Mate, well, I'm excited to see what the third one is. I mean, yeah, me too. Yeah, well, the next one. <laughs> Mate, thanks again. Thank you.